What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome. Not sure if you knew this, but we're in a war. Against an evil faction that just won't quit. But little do they know, with Christ Jesus in our heart, we will win this war because this is the Lord's fight. We are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line. Let's get started. Good evening, Hardliners. It is March 17th, Thursday, 2022. Happy St. Patty's Day. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't expect a whole lot of people listening tonight because they're probably drinking some green beer, which I don't blame them. I probably would be right there with them if I wasn't on this uh, weight loss challenge I have at work. I got a lot of work to do. So, but I'm here and uh, we're going to keep it straight. (laughs) Anyway, I want to say thank you for joining us. Tonight's discussion is going to be defiant, not compliant. Um, but before we get into that, um, I want to give out my website. Uh, if you can do me a favor, all right, because, you know, there's nothing better in marketing than the word of mouth, all right? If you can do me a favor, give out my website. It's very easy to, you know, to to give out. Just hishardline.com. That's it. No hyphens, no spaces, no periods, no nothing. Hishardline.com. That's it. And share that. The homepage has a start listening button. People can listen to the, uh, you know, the podcast. Uh, there's a media player there. They don't even have to be a member of Podbean. They don't have to have an account, so they don't have to go through all the inconveniences. All they have to do is just go and, uh, you know, and just listen. That's it. You know, they don't have to sign up for Podbean. So, um, and then also, you know, do my wife a favor. She's actually got a little five minute podcast that she does. Um, I'm trying to encourage her to do more because she actually really does a good podcast. It's about five minutes long. It's a perfect way to start your day. It, um, you can find it on strength in numbers, the number three.com it's strength in numbers, the number three.com. And, uh, yeah, she, same thing. You go to the podcast link and there's a five minute there's, you know, you can do a replay and she does like a devotional and, you know, she does a prayer and, you know, quite frankly, she just has such a sweet voice. It's just the perfect way to start the day, especially if you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, you got one of those annoying alarm clocks. that just completely startles you when it goes off. I mean, it's just one of those things. Right. So anyway, I do ask you to check that out. OK, again, it's strength in numbers, the number three dot com. Now, today's discussion is going to be defiant, not compliant. OK. And like I had discussed in another, you know, in a previous show, we are doing away with, um, you know, as we continue to press forward, like I said, I'm continuing to polish up the show and in polishing up this show and to keep things content rich and not have so much fluff. Um, we're going to do away with the word of the day, the code of the day. And if you haven't noticed, I had a little segment that I did for like one or two shows called noisy news of the day. I'm not doing that. Okay. All that is, is just fluff. It's nonsense has no relevance. And at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that I keep the content rich and how I'm doing it is I'm sticking with the Bible verse and then I'm sticking with the discussion at hand. All right. So we're going to dive right in with the, uh, the verse here in the show here, um, kind of losing my way here. Let me see. Oh, here we go. And we are going to be reading out of uh, Galatians chapter five. 
All right. Um, not the whole chapter, but uh, chapter five, verse one through <clears throat> hmm, one through 13. And it reads, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, tell you that if I, if you have yourselves circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who has himself circumcised that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For we thought the Spirit by faith are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ, Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. You were running well who hindered you from obeying the truth. The persuasion did not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. I have confidence in you, the Lord, that you will adopt no other view, but the one who is disturbing you will bear the punishment, whoever he is. But as for me, brothers and sisters, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? Then the stumbling block of the cross has been eliminated. I wish that those who are troubling you would even emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom. I'm going to read that again because I think it's important. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. That is so profound. I mean, there's a lot of profound verses in the Bible, but this one in particular, for you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity to, for the flesh but serve one another through love for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. That is so true. That's what we're here. And that's what we're called to do. All right. We can't take the freedom. I mean, here's the thing. We as a people in this country, even though we were called to freedom, we take our freedom and yeah, we, 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 Basically, turn it into the opportunity for the flesh. We sin a lot with our freedom. Our free will, we take our freedom and our free will, and we decide to go against God, and we sin a lot. But rather, what we're supposed to be doing is serving one another through love. And again, as it states, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. How many of us do that? I'll be honest, I struggle on a daily basis. We all do. And until I die, I will never have that perfected. I will do my best to love my neighbor as I love myself. Seriously, I will. I make that covenant and I make that promise to God and for my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Absolutely, I will do my absolutely best. But it's hard. I kind of want to read a little bit further. There's this one line that kind of strikes me here. 
I'll just read one more or two. It says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. And that's just it. If we're walking by the spirit, then we will not want to carry out the desires of the flesh. But on the contrary, if we desire to walk in the flesh in defiance of the spirit, which the spirit is against flesh, and because the two are in opposition of one another, we'll end up sinning more, right? But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. That's very true. If you are led by the spirit, the law does not, it, do, it, it, it doesn't mean anything for you, for you. Now for the lawless, it means everything. You know, I'm just going to continue reading this all the way, at least all the way down to uh, verse 24. I'm just, I have to, because this is very important. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. Let's not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Absolutely. I'm sorry. that I, I, I try to keep the readings fairly short, but I'm sorry. That, that whole section was very important. I had to read it. Now, it kind of piggybacks into what we're discussing. So tonight's this, the topic is defiant, not compliant. Now, <clears throat> tonight's discussion is one that I think that many people need to really listen to and internalize. For the last two years, we have had a barrage of changes and extreme societal shifts which rocked our world out of what we once knew as normal. We had a bioweapon released on us around the world. That bioweapon is known as COVID-19. This is fact. Do your homework. Prove me wrong. And you'll be very shocked of what you find. Who released that bioweapon is still really inconclusive. I mean, really. It is my intention to make certain that we discuss only in facts. It is also my duty to make certain that when I insert my opinion, I do so accordingly and I make sure you know. Because at the end of the day, there is one fact that does hold true for each and every one of us. That fact in this particular case is that COVID-19 touched every single one of our lives in one form or another. Has it not? I don't think there is one soul on earth who does not know 
what COVID-19 is. Now, here's another fact. Supposed elected officials and trusted leaders in the health industry, like the CDC, NIH, have lied to us on a tremendous level of epic proportions using the media to fan the flames to further to further that flame into an uncontrollable burn. You know, right now, Fauci is barely anywhere to be found or heard from. Like, yeah, you see articles that he comes out saying, oh, we're going to have to do another, we're going to have to do more lockdowns to prevent this next wave of, what do they call it now? I don't even know what the next freaking, <laughs> I don't even know what the next wave is. What do they call it? Oma Delta Cron or some stupid name? I mean, come on. The jig is up. I mean, they said, I was reading an article headline on Gateway Pundit that China has locked down 51 million people because of another outbreak? Really? Really? I mean, here's how I see it. It's like you get, you're cheating on your spouse. Right? It's like the stupid Shaggy song. And yeah, I'm going to make a reference to a, a bad song. But seriously, it's like you got caught doing all the dirty deeds on the couch and the bathroom counter and the kitchen and the living room floor. I mean, you got caught. Not only did you get caught, you there is so much indisputable proof and evidence against you. But yet you're going to keep sitting there and say, wasn't me? I mean, come on. Wasn't me. Really? Come on, man. I mean, I'm going to, in the words of Joe Biden, come on, man. Seriously. Same thing with Rochelle Walensky. She's nowhere to be heard from. Where, where is she? Ever since that report dropped on the adverse, you know, the data and efficacy and the, you know, all the data points about the shot that the FDA wanted to hold, you know, hide for what, 75 years? Since that dropped, it's like these people are like almost MIA. Where are they? Why are they hiding? Why are they not responding to people's, you know, questions or, you know, statements? Why? Like ever since that, that report hit, it's like these two key individuals, man, they're like, boop. Where? Where are they? And, you know, is it because they're hiding from the ugly truth that just got released to the public a, a week and a half, two weeks ago? I mean, is it because they are part of a huge operation in which democide occurred? And in case you don't know what democide is, it's death by government. I mean, l listen, these are just questions I'm asking. You know, there's a man by the name of Edward Dowd who hired a statistician to comb through the data that was released by the CDC. Okay, again, we're, we're going to discuss some facts here. So all you little stupid little fact checkers out there, go, go, go pound sand. Okay, you can go fact check this. 
And this was discussed, I believe, on War Room with Steve Bannon. And one disturbing fact that they worked tirelessly, tirelessly on was discovering that millennials had experienced the worst excess death increase in history for that age group, ranging from ages 25 to 44 years old. Now, the millennial generation experienced a casualty count greater than that of the Vietnam War. Now, during Vietnam, there was over 58,000 soldiers, U.S. soldiers, that died during Vietnam. The excess death numbers from ages 25 to 44 years old, which are considered millennials, was in the tune of 61,000 plus. And yeah, this data was from the CDC. And of course, this occurred during the summer, going into the fall of 2021, when shot, you know, when when shot mandates and boosters were being pushed, and you know, you saw this marketing marketing push. I mean, on billboards and you know, on advertisements at the gas pumps and in your radio and on TV and on the internet and on Facebook, and you know, practically they're probably tapping into your brain while you're sleeping to push that marketing. But that's causing the worst excess death you know, increase in history within this age group. The shot. Why that age group, though? Why did that one have the largest increase in deaths? Well, millennials have been known to be the most compliant generation because as they grew up from the start of the digital age, they allowed themselves to be ruled by these tech giants, Google, YouTube, owned by the same company, basically. And I remember back in the day when the internet was still getting big, right? There was Netscape Navigator. You remember that browser? This was before Google became big. Netscape Navigator. I remember that. Yeah. Generation, Generation Z looks at the millennial generation as the compliant generation. And they are. I have noticed that Generation Z typically has more of a pro-America conservative mindset after graduating high school. And yeah, that's actually before Trump even took office. This is just kind of, or this is all organic. And this is the generation, and I, in my honest opinion, that I see much hope for. And I, and the reason I see much hope for this is because it all started when I went to my cousin's graduation out in Colorado, when he graduated high school, you know, Colorado is a pretty blue state now anyway, but I was very pleasantly surprised and happy to see how many conservative minded young men and women there were that were graduating high school. I was like, wow, I really like you guys. There's a lot of hope for this country. Really? I'm not kidding. I'd never been more proud of a younger group of men and women, young men and women, graduating high school, holding the values that I hold. Because I'll tell you what, as a millennial myself, I can't stand the people in my age group. Forgive me, Father, for what I'm about to say. There are a bunch of morons, most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. They are. I hate being tagged to the millennial generation. Really? I, I, I hate it. You know, the millennial generation, with the exception of a few, like myself, have been severely misguided, though, and deceived and brainwashed. 
And they are not what you would call a defiant bunch. Now, Gen Z, however, I would classify as a less compliant, more of a critical thinking generation. Now, when I hear people of that age group talk, it really, like I said, it just really makes me proud to see and hear that there is a generation under us that could very well bring this nation, help bring this nation back on solid footing where it needs to be. I believe that's the Generation Z who is, well, I guess let me say this. I believe that Generation Z is the generation that we, the people in the assemblies, should really be going after and targeting with our information when it comes to growing the assemblies. They are not only the ones that I believe that are more capable to understand the true history of this nation and where it needs to go, but when I attended the Michigan State Assembly, and let me tell you, I, I attended our, our state assembly um, just a couple weekends ago. Uh, let's see. what I don't even know what today is. So th this past Saturday. Yeah, today's Thursday. So la this past Saturday. I'll be honest. I noticed more people have a, there is more people of a, uh, and I'm trying to be very sensitive here because I'm I, I, one day I'm going to get there myself. But I noticed more people of a seasoned age group, if you will. And maybe a couple few younger folks that are in my age group. I barely see anyone in the millennial group there. I mean, that should tell you something. I mean, I'm telling you. And I'm not saying everybody there is a bunch of old farts because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a lot of experienced and seasoned people there that are in a higher age group. I'm not saying that they're going to die tomorrow, but what I'm saying is that we need younger folks because in order, this is, a, this is something that's not going to be fixed overnight. We need younger folks to keep carrying this torch, these torches all across the nation. You know, and I believe in order to get the traction that we need, we need to present this true information, this truth in front of the Generation Z age group. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the millennials, they're not listening. Not most of them. My neighbor across the street is. He wants to get involved. Good on him. And I plan on helping him get involved. But the Gen Z generation seems to be more defiant against the tyrannical dictators that are trying to keep themselves in charge. They're losing. Unlike the millennials. Now, here's another thing we should note. Now, George Soros was calling for the removal of President Putin and President Xi Jinping in China. And of course, you have a lot of people out there in the MAGA community saying, oh, this is proof that we need that validates that Trump is working with Putin and Xi, taking down the bad guys. Listen, I urge you take caution in those assessments. I've heard others state in their podcast, we are seeing a war among elites. And don't forget the fact that Putin and Xi are presidents in their country for life. That's not really a good thing to have. Imagine Trump being president for life. I honestly would be against that. Now, there's some in the MAGA community be like, oh, that'd be great. No, I don't care if he doesn't even have a bad bone in his body and wouldn't, you know, do anything to wrong us in this government, but or in this country. But absolutely not. No. And I voted for the guy, not once, but twice. No. 
To have a healthy society and nation, you do not have one person in charge for life. It's not healthy. Those are dictators. And these leaders need to be ran by the people, including the president, which is why the assemblies existed in the past. And to keep people in leadership roles and appointed positions like judges, they, we, they need to be kept in check by we the people. That's why the assemblies exist. That's why we're supposed to return back to self-governance. We are the checks and balances against them. Which brings me to another question. What the hell is, like I said, and I've said this before, I brought this question up, but what, what's up with Trump doing all these rallies? What exactly is he really trying to accomplish? I really want to know. This might ruffle feathers and piss people off. That's fine. Why are people getting so amped up, though, about this red wave we're supposed to have in 2022 midterm election? Why? I have two points I want to make to you. The election process has not been fixed, number one. Number two, this is a corporatocracy that we're seeing in government positions, and they are de facto and fraud, and they are all illegitimate. Sorry. They are. And speaking of the de facto and fraud... Here's something that you should be aware of if you aren't already. Now, back in 2012, President Obama signed the NDAA, which is the National Defense Authorization Act. Well, Jason, what's that really mean to me? It means that in the event of a national emergency, whatever acting president that is in charge, or I should say that is installed, can confiscate any and all food from your possession and from farmers and livestock and farm equipment. And let's not forget diesel. It's kind of interesting how we have all these tensions sparking up overseas with Russia, Ukraine, which let's not forget the Bidens have a heavy presence in the Ukraine as does George Soros. Their whole COVID fiasco didn't work. So in order to gain complete control of the people around the world, you need to manufacture a food scarcity crisis. If you pay attention to the headlines across the board, you will see headlines of food scarcity is happening in many countries overseas already. For the sake of not sounding politically correct or insensitive, you have to be pretty dying retarded not to see this by now. Seriously. We are in the storm. And yes, it's happening. No, it's not coming. It's already here, and it's about to intensify further. But you know what? I think, I, and, and I have nothing to base this on. I have no facts or evidence on this, but I don't think their food scarcity thing, their food shortage, you know, manufactured thing is not working well at all. Because here's the question I bring up as I scan the headlines today. All of a sudden, you know, this new variant, and I was all of a sudden making headlines again and sparking up. Why? Are their plans so unfoiled and get so untethered and frayed that they are just, they're throwing spaghetti at the wall just to see what sticks? I mean, that tells me that they are not in control. And that's not me being optimistically hopeful. I mean, that's what that, I, I, that's how I assess this. That's how I analyze this. We hear this report that 51 people are locked down in China again because of this new variant, this Delta Omicron, Oma, Oma Delta Cron, whatever the heck it's called. I don't know. They're mishmashing words now. 
I think they're losing control and they know it. And they're trying whatever they can to pull out all the stops. It's like, it's like they won't die. Which is precisely why I say we have to be defiant and not compliant with these tyrannical, evil, satanic dictators. And yes, that's what they are. If you haven't realized it by now, you have the power and the authority to tread on these snakes and scorpions, as Jesus stated in the book of Luke. You are more powerful than these tyrants. Don't think otherwise. You and I both are more powerful than these little evil satanic minions. Yes, we are. We have more power than Satan himself, and they have to bow down to us. Yes, they do. We the people have to comprehend and realize just how truly powerful we are given, how, how powerful we are, and that we have been given and gifted by God and Jesus Christ, the powers within us, to rule over the satanic evil. We have dominion here, not them. We are not going to be compliant under this evil regime. We are not going to be compliant under Biden's little pedophile evil regime. Why? Two reasons. One, he's not in charge. And number two, even if he was in charge, we the people are going to make sure he's not in charge because we the people have the power. We just have to find it more in our numbers and we need to rise up in the assemblies peacefully. You know what is right and you know what is wrong. And what they are doing and going to do is very wrong and it's up to us to stop it. This is a strict hard line we must follow. I'm not kidding you. Again, I reaffirm, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising, and this is the Lord's fight. One of the ways that you can be a part of this fight is get involved in your local assembly on the county and state level. I'm going to keep pounding on this drum, guys. If you don't know how to eat, if you don't know how to do that, which I'm going to tell you, you go to www.national-assembly.net, go to the forums, find your respective state and your county, set up a free account so you can post on there, and find people in your area. And if you're having a hard time, email me at jmjdirect at hishardline.com or jmjdirect at protonmail.com. That's J-M-J-D-I-R-E-C-T at hishardline.com or protonmail.com. And we will figure out and find somebody near you to be in touch with you in your local area. Listen, in the assembly, we put God first and at the top of the throne as it should be. It's going to sound like I'm a repeating record, and that's fine. Whatever has to be done to get this drilled in people's gray matter that's in their skull. If you want to be part of the pro uh, be part of the solution of this large problem, get in charge. Get in, get be, take the charge. Become part of your local assembly. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, as we press forward during these chaotic times in which we look to you to help calm us down, we ask for your guidance and we ask for the numbers that we need to have in our General Assembly so we can get back to self-governance and get you returned back to the top of the throne, not only of this country, but of the world. Help me with this podcast, with your platform, to get closer, get people closer to Christ so they can be bridged to you, Father. That's why I'm here. Use me. I am here as your faithful and loyal servant to do your will as you see fit. Be our shining light and be our beacon. We'll follow. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's time to wake the heck up. And I urge you and I implore you, share this with others who need to hear this message. We can and we will fix this. However, we need more people in numbers to wake up and get involved and stop living in the fake reality of this notion that we are returning back to normal. There is no normal for one. The no old normal sucked. It was an illusion built around lies, deception, deceit, fakery, fraud, and quite frankly, sin. It's time to stop riding on the coattails of others and expecting others to fix it. This is a generation's long-caused issue. It's time to get involved. It's time to get your hands dirty. And remember, always remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm going to play the um, warrior's prayer, and we're going to close this out. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepare us for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. I want to say good night. God bless. I'm signing out until tomorrow morning. We're going to do another chapter a day Bible reading. 
Thank you for listening to His Hardline. Visit us at www.hishardline.com. Share this podcast. Share the website. Put us on social media. Email the link. Text someone the link. I don't care what you got to do. Get this out there. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the day. That concludes our discussion. Remember, remember, it's all about being firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. Our job here is to expand the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Get to us at www.hisheartline.com. Until then or the next time, we'll see you then. God bless.